checking. We got Big Baby Jonathan in the building. Baby, baby, what's poppin'? Game time. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to Big Baby Sports, Lakers Live Post Game Show with JT. JT, how's it going, man? It's going all right, man. Could be better. You know, we took the L today, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. And Corey Harrison of Out of Balance Sports Podcast, man. Corey, man, how you doing, man? How Paul's well with you and the family? Everything's going good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, Lakers lose 111 to 96, man. This game right here, um, Lakers got punched in the mouth tonight, man. I didn't like one bit. Overall, too many turnovers, 25 turnovers tonight. Like, I just felt like we made too many sloppy possessions, you know, throwing the ball, trying to throw lobs and go off their hand. And it's like, come on, man. I didn't see – I saw competitiveness, but I didn't see that fight that we did against Brooklyn. So I'm going to start with Corey. Corey, what did you think about tonight's game overall? Well, when you uh, turn the ball over um, as much as the Lakers did tonight, uh, it was kind of hard to overcome that. Um, also, I noticed that you know their free throw percentages uh, were um, a little bit worse than the Knicks was. So the Knicks were hitting their free throws, the Lakers weren't. Um, these are recipes for disaster at the end of the game. I mean, they couldn't never qual- claw their way back in. Um, I think that they were so high on the Brooklyn game that they didn't really take this team seriously. Um, it, their NBA team, they're young. Um, they had the fresher legs, and they got the, got it done tonight. Yeah, Corey, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, we played a great game against Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we came out today. We played the way we, we you know we played the way that we did. Uh, like you said, turnovers twenty five turnovers cost. You know, twenty five turnovers led to twenty nine points. You know, that's that's one area we didn't get to the free throw line as much. You know, that's another area, and you know, it's just stuff the same stuff that we need to just tighten up on. That you know that we just haven't really done consistently enough. So, you know, until we do that, you know, I, I feel like we'll be all right. But, you know, and yeah, until we, you know, if we keep doing it, we're going we're gonna to keep running to games like these. Yeah, man, Lakers shot 12 out of 36 from the three-point line. That is uh, 33%. We just we just felt flat, you know, just that simple. We felt flat, you know what I mean? But got to get it credit due. New York Knicks defense trapped us. twenty. They forced us 25 turnovers, man. I didn't, just overall, just felt like. We let that Brooklyn game get so high on us, like, oh, we beat Brooklyn, hell yeah, let's go. And then we get kind of like smacked in the face tonight, you know. And shout out to Julius Randle, man. Shout out to former Laker, well-deserved all-star. He had 34 points, plus 11 and plus minus, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. He shot 13 out of 23. He did it with anything he wanted tonight, you know, brought up the ball, went by everybody, shot the perimeter, mid-range, three-pointers. He was on stop all night. So, Corey, what did you see from Julius Randle? Tonight that the Lakers couldn't stop tonight, in your opinion? Well, um, I've been noticing Julius Randle for the, the last you know few uh, games that he's been playing. And mm-hmm. he's just, you know, been – his progression year over year has been phenomenal. He's, that's because um, he, he's been playing, you know, teams like New Orleans and New York and things like that. We don't really get a chance to see him play like that. But every year he's gotten better, um, you know, shooting the basketball, putting it on the floor – um, being aggressive, you know, these are things that Julius Randle is good at, and and he's a good, a great um, uh, rebounder. Um, 
and 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 it was hard to stop him just because um, he's you know, like I said he they they had fresh legs they was they're younger and they wanted it more you know they didn't see them as defending champions it was just another team in their way. Right, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off of you, Corey. Um, exactly, basically, exactly what you said. You touched that up pretty good. Uh, he's being very more patient, very more patient with the ball, very more under control. And you know, he went off on us tonight. And you know, with, with him doing that, uh, Alfred Payton coming off the bench, scoring the way that he scored on us, like, like, yeah, they did anything that that they wanted to do against us. And when they play zone defense like that, like how mm-hmm. you, say, you know, like Montrez Hurl and Andre Drummond couldn't really go off. Like, like the coaching staff has to put them in, in like a better position to get the ball, or, or they have to do it themselves, you know. And today, like, like as you seen, they was just shut down because their deep because the Knicks defense was just just fantastic tonight. And then, uh, you know, like like, like the first second quarter we had them, you know, uh, you know the, the, the third quarter happened. Uh, Marquise Morris got the, got that technical foul is what is when I really think like like the whole game just kind of switched over because like they scored like what seven points within the two minute no like 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 less than two minutes. Like just back to back, and you know, like yeah, we we should have had a bigger lead going going into halftime. We didn't, and we didn't close off the third quarter the way that we wanted to, and that's what cost us the game. Yeah, most definitely cost us the game. And um, the New York Knicks shot five out of twenty-seven from three. That is eighteen percent. And you know what killed us too on tonight was the rebounding. We got rebounded. 47 to 33. Like I said in my pregame show, don't let the Knicks get second chance points. And Taj Gibson got whatever they want. He wanted rebounds. He had eight points, 10 rebounds, but he got second chance points, block shots, running the floor. Like, you got to give credit to Tom Thibodeau, preaches defense, preaches that kind of like that grit, that grind, that tenacity. So, what the Knicks did tonight to my Lakers, they played defense, they fought hard, and the Lakers felt like. Felt that pressure, and that's why they had 25 turnovers. And um, New York Knicks capitalized with 29 points off our 25 turnovers. And that cannot – if you turn the ball over 25 times in the NBA, you're probably going to lose half the percent of the time, in my opinion. 25 turnovers is unacceptable. And this was the worst game, to me, turnover-wise, of the season. You know what I mean? And we got to give – we got to get – I know it's – we got to give him tomorrow, but we got to give it – we got to keep 100. Montrose Herald, worst game of the season. Zero points, 0 for 4. Only 15 minutes, like, what was going on there? I feel like that. I know that New York Knicks defense is there, but he wasn't as aggressive like he was in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I saw a different Monsters Herald tonight, and I saw a different Andre Drummond tonight. You know, I just just saw – I didn't see that passion tonight from the big fellas tonight, in my personal opinion. I didn't see any, like, talking like talking mess to players. I just saw just, like, Austin Knicks. We're going to – we'll be all right. They got punched in the mouth. It's unacceptable. You got to do better. Well, I think they're probably trying to play a little bit more tentative because every game for the last four games, somebody has got ejected. So they probably was playing a little bit more cautious mm-hmm. tonight than, than usual. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, also, you know, like I said before, um, you know, I feel like the coach, the coaches have to put them in a in a good position to mm-hmm. do what they do, to do what they best at. The Knicks stopped everything that they could do, you mm-hmm. know? So you have to adapt, and they didn't adapt, and the coaches didn't didn't you know didn't have him to adapt you know they you know they yeah they just kept you know they kept uh, passing the ball inside interior the Knicks are the great like what top four defense of the whole NBA they're a great interior you know interior team you cannot do that you, you cannot play the way that 
that uh, that they play, and that's that's what they try to do today. And they, you know, it just wasn't happening. No, it wasn't happening, man. Like, like just we just like because there was there was that point in that third quarter where the Lakers went on a dry spell for about six to eight minutes, and I feel like if we could have scored with us in those couple minutes, we could have got back in the game. But you know, I mean, we just fell flat. I know we just fell flat, turnovers kill us, but we made a run in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. you know. And within five. Within, within five. five but within within five. But here's what I don't understand about Frank Vogel, which I'm confused about. He doesn't play Mark Gasol all game until the fourth quarter. You know, if if, uh, if Taz Gibson is blocking shots, getting second chance points, you should have thrown him in there at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like space Frank Vogel, he spaced the floor. He, but he did come in with five minutes – one one for one from the field, one for one from three, three points. You know, one rebound and plus two and plus minus. But everybody on negative and plus minus was terrible tonight. You know, but I don't understand why Frank Vogel did that tonight. You should have threw him out there. Just about, you know, just from listening to uh, Coach Vogel on this situation uh, extensively, actually, mm-hmm. um, Mark Gasol, they're um, just changing his role on mm-hmm. the fly um, with the addition of Andre Drummond. He struggled with um, the decision to be made that, uh, you know, they're going to go out and go get a big man. And he, they got him to be the starter. And, you know, mentally he hasn't really processed that. I don't care how, how much he says that he understands it and that he's going with it as a basketball player that's won a championship that's as distinguished as he is. That's going to be hard to process mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. hard to process and accept that, bro. Right, right, right. And so, I don't, I don't feel like he's overcome that yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Coach Vogel has the confidence that he has either. But see, like I want to piggyback on you, Corey. But M. Jonathan, you know, so exactly what you said. Like Andre Drummond, Montrez Hero, they kind of have the same game. You know, it wasn't working out. Marcus Saul came in, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. You know, facilitate. You know, stretch the floor. He did that. He actually played to my opinion, better than Andre Drummond and Harold in just that couple of minutes that he played. And I feel, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, since we have players, if you have a lot of players, if something's not working, you have, you, you have, to, you have to make it work. Marcus Hall, he was working. He was working. He, he kind of helped him, you know, push back in and cut it down to five points. And another thing I don't like, like, like a lot of coaches does this. I don't, I don't understand it. THT mm. was, THT was hot. Was hot. He was hot. Why, yeah. was, why? Why did he not play the whole fourth quarter? You know, like, I, like, like, I, yeah, like, like. I basically understand. I understand. Like, you know, everybody needs to come in. Everybody needs to get a couple, you know, minutes. This, minutes that. But if, like, like, if it's not working, and other players has has shown that, hey, like, like I'm balling. You know, I'm, I'm like I'm on a hot streak. Keep them in. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of coaches take players out. I, don't, I, just, I just don't understand that. You know, just looking at the um the the box score, they just mm-hmm. could overcome Julius Randle, and then then you turn around, you got Alfred Payton coming off the bench, uh, lighting it up with him. I mean, they just couldn't overcome that mm-hmm. with the turnovers. I mean, you know, it's the NBA. You know, anything can happen. You know, I think they'll bounce back next game. We don't need to take too much, you know, um, stock into this loss. Mm-hmm. You know, so, they still have a lot of season left to play. They still have four players that's not active. Lakers will be fine. Yeah, we'll we'll be f- we'll be fine. And uh, we got some uh, players coming back. Uh, LeBron, AD, Le- Le- uh, Anthony Davis is supposed to get t- um, reevaluated on Thursday when we 
play Boston, which they'll have fans back in Staples Center. And uh, we need AD. But here's the thing. I don't want AD to say, oh, I'm 100% and then go out there and mess up something. I want to be for sure 100%, 100%, 100%. Cuz we need a healthy AD, we need a healthy LeBron. You know what I mean? We need all these players healthy cuz if we're not healthy, if LeBron ain't healthy, AD ain't healthy, it's going to be a tough tough playoffs because we need healthy LeBron. I understand that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball, it's sports, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. can tweak, you know, it can mm-hmm. be your leg, it can be your arm. You know, anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if you feel good to play, play you know if something happens mm-hmm. you know you know but like, like like we have to live with that we have to adjust but right now you know if he's if he says he's 100 let him play you know like you got to like this is a contact sport you anything can happen any any given day you know mm-hmm. that's, that's the risk every player has made mm-hmm. you know every professional player on every sport has made you know like you can get hurt any 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 day you know any hour anything like that like it happens Yeah, Corey. Well, AD is not really known for his durability anyway. If you just go back to early in his career with uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and then, you know, since he's been with the Lakers, it's always been something here and there right. uh, with Anthony Davis. Uh, with this time off, he's been out almost 30 games, and, you know, he should be close to, if not 100%, as possible. So when they clear him to play, he's ready to play. Um, when he, when he, If you remember back when he was – um, active this year, he wasn't really having his best statistical year. You know, all of his stats were down, his um, rebounds were down, his free throws percentage of all things were down. Um, he just didn't look comfortable um, this year as he did, you know, last year in the bubble. And, you know, hopefully with the time off, um, they are reevaluating him every game. Um, you know, I just, I, I did hear that from, Coach Vogel in, in a couple of the press games that they do evaluate him every game. Um, he just he's just not ready yet. And if they said that he's going to be ready by Boston, then he's probably going to be ready because they're taking their time with AD as they should. Right. What's the um What's the update on LeBron? Does anybody know what's going on with that? No one has heard anything about LeBron. They haven't really um, even asked any questions about his status. I thought he would have been back by now at least, but. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with LeBron. Do you think it's more than just an ankle injury? I think it's more so them trying to save him from himself. <laughs> that makes what, what, what does that mean? Go ahead and uh, dive into that. What do you mean by that? I mean by that, this year he wasn't taking any games off. He was huh. you know, pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to win MVP. He was hell-bent on winning the MVP, and he was willing to risk his body doing things that he shouldn't be doing in year 18. Mm-hmm really needing to save him so he's probably ready to play but they're probably saying hold on let's slow it down a little bit let's see what we got here with these other guys they're just probably trying to build a confidence with the other guys before they slip in ad and lebron they want to see who they have they want to be able to see okay i remember that you did this before they got back can you do this now with them and add to what they can bring you know if you have tht that's going to step up and do this okay maybe we can give you more minutes Okay, you you shot good this I mean that last game with AD LeBron wouldn't it? maybe we can put you in uh at in this time. Well this scenario you'll work good with this because we already seen you do this already previously. These are guys that are getting runs that they probably would never be able to get because AD and LeBron is out. So right. it'd be uh interesting to see how they able to switch up the lineup to be able to see exactly what they have. This is basically like an audition. 
You know, mm. why are you seeing these guys playing heavy minutes and seeing them do, um, you know, things that you've not really seen them do before because they don't get a chance to play. Right. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with you 100% on that one, 100%. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. Laker fam, we'll be right back. Checking, checking. We got big baby Jonathan in the building. Baby, baby, what's popping? Welcome back to Big Baby Sports Live post game show with Corey Harrison out of Added Bone Sports Podcast and JT. Man, let's dive right back into LeBron. Um, I agree with you 100%. I just feel like, you know, racing him because Laker, LeBron didn't have only got, what, three months off after the winning the championship in Orlando. You know what I mean? And I know he sprained his ankle. You know, he shot the three pointer against Atlanta and then ran, ran and tried it. And I feel like it's more than just an ankle injury. You know, I feel like it's rest, and I feel like it's go ahead and rest, and it doesn't matter what seed you are. We're still going to try to win the championship, play in tournament, eight seeds, seven seed, and Lakers are, what was it, five right now, four or five, somewhere around there. They could fall. They could fall to the – because I think the Clippers are three, and they could fall to six, and that would be crazy if it's Lakers-Clippers first round. Like, if that ever happens and LeBron beats the Clippers, it would be it would be – Music to my ears if the Lakers beat the Clippers in the first round. I actually want to see that happen. So we can end this discussion about Clippers Lakers. <laughs> Clippers really don't match up well with uh, with the Lakers if they're if they're completely healthy. I mean, I, I understand that they added Rondo and they they uh, mm-hmm. added dozens and and things like that, but I don't feel like anybody is going to be able to match up with the Lakers once AD and LeBron does get back with Drummond and Schroeder playing the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. I forget. I mean, I know I ragged on KCP before, but KCP, I'm telling you, man, like he's really starting to show me something different. Um, I know that he's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. To be nice about it, he's you know very inconsistent. But if they can get that KCP that they had the other night when he had about 25 points. It's going to be a wrap. And, you know, like everybody says, you know, when LeBron James comes back, he makes people better. You know, he sets, he sets them up in where they need to be at, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he knows how he for real knows how to, knows, you know, he knows how to, like, like read the floor, basically, you know? Like, like he's a true point forward. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Corey, I do have – I am scared about one team. I have told Jonathan uh, this before, too. But Denver Nuggets has gotten, to me, has gotten better. Like, 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 he, like they're probably, like, like, one of the best teams in the West. To me, like like the way that they're built, defense and offensively, and you know, how, you know, how do you think if we matched up with them right now? Like right now, they're in fourth spot. We in fifth, like we're in fifth spot. If that mm-hmm. had to stay right now, you know, yeah. Like how do you think? Like you know, the matchups would be. That is an interesting take. They did get substantially better uh, with the deadline, uh, adding Gordon, and also they have Javale McGee, right, um, as well. Um, that is a scary matchup. I do uh, see that this that 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 can go. Um, you know, pretty that, that run can probably go pretty deep um, with them, but I think that we still would have enough to get it done um, if we, you know, still have the shooting that we was having um, in Brooklyn with Schroeder, uh, Ben McLemore, and have um, Drummond to be dominant. You know, that's why they got Drummond to, to be able to bang with Jokic. 
and, and you know, be able to do those type of things. We have three bigs, mm-hmm. uh, three usable bigs that we can throw out there um, in any lineup. And we, you want to play big, we can play big. You want to play small, we can play small. Um, but Denver is a scary team, very mm-hmm. deep, very young, talented. I just don't think that they are going to have enough to, to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I don't think anyone is capable of beating the Lakers in a seven-game series when healthy this year because of what I've seen without the two superstars. Right. My Marquis Morris, one, one, of the, yeah, one of our great players that we have, he has tremendously stepped up from mm-hmm. last year, earlier this year. He, like, he has been, he has been like, one of the ones to go to. Like, like I, I love his game. I, I like like I love how he, you know, I love I love how he's been playing. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Him, Tht, you know, Kyle Kuzma here and there. I just feel like you know, I feel like we need to be more consistent. I feel like you know, sometimes you know, like, like it's just too much turnover. It's like, like, like mm. we have the shot, and then like we just look for the like we like we look for the next pass. Like I feel like the Lakers do too much, and I think we need to like we need to really tighten up on that because it's always it's, it's, it's only that reason. Like it's only like it's every game, almost mm. every game, it's just too much turnovers. Like if we if we take a loss, or even if we win, mm-hmm. we still have we still have too much turnovers as a, as a team, and you know, like like we need to tighten up on that. Yeah, most definitely, we gotta slow it down on the turnovers because the turnovers the last four games were at Toronto, twenty two turnovers, at Miami, twenty two turnovers, against the Nets, fifteen, and then tonight, twenty five turnovers. So the last four games, Lakers have been turning the ball way too much. We gotta slow that down. Turn the ball over, man. It's you gotta stop turning the ball over. You know, it gives the other teams possession. You know, I mean, we we're doing momentum plays today. You know, trying to come back, trying to come back, and then we would turn the ball over every time. Like we try to make a run, we turn the ball over off of boneheaded passes. Like, like I just didn't like the ball movement tonight. At times it was nice, but other than that, I didn't like the ball movement tonight one bit tonight. A lot of turnovers in that, and we need to fix that. But you know why? We'll be all right because I feel like the question for you guys, everybody listening to me right here. Are we having these problems if LeBron's running point? No, I think um, Schroeder is good at the point guard position. Mm-hmm. I like Schroeder mm-hmm. at the point guard. Mm-hmm. I, I really like LeBron off the ball more mm-hmm. because I, there's nobody stopping LeBron when he's driving the basketball. It's get out the way, and it's a basket, or you're going to have to foul him. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I hate when he plays tentative, when he's trying to get everybody else involved, and he forgets about his own offense. I really like LeBron off the ball as much as possible. I mean, he's the best passer in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. his court vision is bar none the best ever in NBA history. And that's not a knock to Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. But I've just seen some things that LeBron's able to do with mediocre talented around him and make them look good. Um, but I like what they're doing with Schroeder. I like LeBron off the ball more. My so, personal opinion. JT, what do you think? Do you think the turnovers – are down or are up because LeBron's not running point, or do you think that LeBron would fix this problem if he was playing right now? Um, I would say like even if LeBron does have the ball, like even if he's like the point guard, I I, I still feel like the Lakers just as a team, like like we just do too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, like like Corey said, I do I do like LeBron James more off the ball than on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he is he is good on the ball, but. Like you, like like Corey said, you know, like like Dennis Schroeder knows how to settle people, just just like just like LeBron, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know, if we're trying to win a game, you know, and like 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 we're down by, by five points, just just like how just like how we were today, look, you know, let go ahead, let you know, go ahead, let LeBron James, you know, have the ball a little bit here and there, but 
like throughout the game. Yeah, I was I was stick with Dennis Shooter, you know, uh, you know, set up LeBron, you know, yeah, LeBron can drive, you know, he'll set up more people. You know, like he'll, like he'll drive a double team with him all the time. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to be open. You know, KCP, kick it to, to, kick it to KCP. You know, like like that's what LeBron James, that, like like that's his bread and butter. I feel like if he has the ball too much, you know, I, I just feel like it's not it's not as successful as Dennis Schroeder, you know, mm-hmm. if he had the ball. Yeah, but like for me, man, I, like speaking of Schroeder, I like his aggressiveness some, a lot of the times, but sometimes he's like, he's really aggressive and the next minute. It's like, where are you at? Be aggressive. You know what I mean? I like what he did against Brooklyn, you know, attacking mid-range. I liked what he did. You know, I liked his aggressive. I need, we need to see that when LeBron gets back. Because if he gets like that when LeBron gets back, AD, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's going to get a lot of a lot of lobs from LeBron. Don't be surprised if Andre Drummond has a 25-point game, maybe even a 30-point game. Because they're going to double-team LeBron and AD. And Drummond's going to be right there running to the basket. And you're going to see LeBron, AD. You know what I mean? For those lobs. You know what I'll I mean? So. Also, I want to point out that LeBron was turning the ball over with his with the when he was had this um when he was the primary ball handler mm-hmm. as well this year. He was turning the ball over a lot. LeBron was uh when he had the ball in his hand because he was doing too much with the basketball as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we keep it one hundred on this show. Yep. Like we say mm-hmm. LeBron was turning the ball over as well, just as much. Okay. This year. Okay. Okay. That's just keeping it real on my big baby sports channel and um as like i had said this in the comments on your uh, live show when you were doing the lakers pregame with the lakers and stuff um if when lebron ad get back do you think they're gonna be on the minutes restriction of course they they would have to be i mean that's just protocol i mean mm-hmm. wouldn't be uh, smart with a player that with players that's been out as much time if they've been out and not restrict their minutes um you know a little bit at least um for the first few games because you know you still have to get that NBA win. You don't. You have to play play basketball. You know, in live game action to be able to simulate real game situations. You have to be in the game, and if you you know play any type of organized basketball, I don't care how much you practice outside by yourself or in the gym by yourself. It's not going to be the same when you're out there live and you run up and down the court for 48 minutes. Right, and then you know too. Like I love how I love how we're developing our players still. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like I still feel that should happen when LeBron James and AD come back. I feel like that should still happen. You know, like like the games where you know the games where we should win. You know, like yeah, I would I would condense them. I would condense the minutes down with LeBron James and AD, and mm-hmm. you know keep, you know keep playing our young players so they so they can still develop because we all we we all know what what LeBron can do. We all know what AD can do. We're still trying to see what everybody else can do on you know on the Lakers. You know. And, you know, so yeah, it, like it should, it should still be an audition type of type of thing, you know. Uh, the, like like our young players, should, you know, yeah, they should still go out there, you know, like all that. Like I feel like the, I feel like Devonte Kaycock should get more minutes than, than what he's getting. Like he, like he comes in, he comes in, he, he like he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good rebounder. He's a pretty good defender. You know, he like he attacks the paint. Mm-hmm. Like like why is he not getting more like, like more playing time? That like like these are things I'm talking about. Like I feel like it's like I feel like it's. I feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of talent on the Lakers, and I I feel like you know maybe it's like too much talent to like to like you know have everybody to play, but like like if it's games where we should win, let them mm-hmm. play, let them play, you know, like try to try to build them up, you know, because like yeah, like we're building them up, and guess what, they're building us up too, because like we're still getting the win. Mm-hmm. So I, like I I still feel like a lot of players should be playing that that the Lakers do not play. I think. 
play either. Coasters. Mm-hmm. Well, I think because I think because of uh, Harold and Mark Gasol. Because if you put uh, Kumbo, Giannis's brother out there, um, Co- Coasters. Um, I don't know. I just feel like like maybe Frank Vogel and the coaching staff. Maybe feel like this rotation is uh, you know, it is what it is. Like they feel like it's the best fit right now. You know what I mean? And other than that, like. We gotta get. We got. Here's the thing. We gotta get into um, about the Western Conference. Do you see like? I know you said this earlier. It's one like. Do you think anybody out of the Eastern Conference can give a Lakers a run for the money for a seven game series, or do you think it's just gonna be Lakers cakewalk into the finals? Head down Philly, man. You gotta check out Philly. Philly just put a number on Dallas today. Hmm. He looked like he's on a man. On, he's a man on a mission. It's just so funny how coaching and culture change changes the players' play. You know, he's taking you know more serious. Mm-hmm. He's look like he, he looks more healthier. Mm-hmm. His diet might be right. I mean, it. They're gonna be scary out. You know, they got substantially better, and you know Doc Rivers mm-hmm. take his pound of flesh out of the Lakers as much as possible. Because what they did with the Clippers, he's the he, the Lakers is the reason, you know, um, you know why he's probably over there in, in Philly because he wanted to, you know, be able to show them that he can probably get them to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably get to the championship and get to the Lakers. Yeah, it's, I, I say Philly too. I feel like yeah, Philly's doing great this season. They got Dwight Howard, shout to Dwight, Dan Green. You got Ben Simmons playing really well, but like you see how Doc Rivers was coaching Clippers didn't do that good and he goes to Philly he's doing a better job on Philly coaching than he lays on the Clippers see but like like I, I feel like that relationship between Doc Rivers and Paul George was just too much yeah like like too personal because you know like they were like they like yeah they had like personal lives just kind of conflicted with each other mm-hmm. so I, you know I feel like I, I just feel like that was kind of too much for both of them at, at that time where they were at you know mm-hmm. Paul George Paul George's like his head was not in the game everybody can clearly see that you know he, he could still ball but his head wasn't in the game, you know, and like, like it's playoffs. It's like you win or you go home. So I, I feel like it was a bad, you know, I feel like it was just a bad position where they were at. And I, I felt like, you know, Doc Rivers going to Philly was probably the best, was probably the best, like the best decision. And, you know, exactly like, like, look, like, look what Corey said, like, and what you, what you said, uh, Jonathan, like, mm-hmm. they're really good. Like, like they're one of the top two, three teams in the East. Um, I feel like, I feel like you still got to watch out for the Bucks. You know, they, they can get hot. Giannis can go off and, and do what he does, you know, former MVP. Uh, you know, you got you also got to watch out for um, Miami Heat. They're, they're, they're still a great team. Like, people are still sleeping on a lot of teams. Like, it's a mm-hmm. lot of great teams who has gotten better this year on both sides, west and east. Yeah, I agree. What about Brooklyn? Do you, do you think Brooklyn's going to turn it up or do you think they're going to get beat this year and then be- try to bounce back next year? Corey, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about Brooklyn? Brooklyn has been so inconsistent to me. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know that they've been beating Eastern, they've been beating up on teams and things like that. But I've seen, I've seen something just last game. But Marcus Aldridge is trash. I mean, I'm sorry, I have to say it. I mean, like he, he, he's a step. Y'all, yeah, man, you know, hefty bags. <laughs> and I mean, he just a step slow. You seen what Andre Drummond did to him? He did him like this, <laughs> man. He, he just. I, I just think that his best years are behind him. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you know, what is his DeAndre Jordan status? I never see him play anymore. Um, 
Blake Griffin is another one that I'm not really sold on anymore. Like he's, you know, over his prime as well. I mean, his best years is behind him as well. Um, Harden has been in and out of the lineup. Kyrie missed today's game for we don't know why he missed today's game. So KD just now got back and he's the only play like they they it's so many I mean they don't play so many games without each other this year. Hmm. So it's going it's really hard. They're gonna run into the same situation that the Clippers did last year, where they hmm. heavy heavy fav, heavy favorites to win the title, but they didn't play a lot of games together. Hmm. You have to have that cohesion and chemistry mm-hmm. throughout the year. And if you don't have that, how do you do you expect to win a title? And y'all just started playing this year. And y'all don't have any games together. It doesn't make any sense. And see, that's the difference. That's the difference between a lot of great teams and a lot of teams that has a lot of stuff that has a lot of star power. Mm-hmm. You know, Miami Heat. Is a very great team. Why? Because they 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 know how to play with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you seen what they did last year to a great Bucks team, a great Bucks team. You know, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you cannot you cannot sleep on you know you cannot sleep on teams who know how to play with each other. You know, yes, you know, yes, they have KD, Kyrie, you know, um, James Harden, uh, you know, Joe Harris. That like like they still have a great team, but you know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to like piggyback off of that because like I, I do get your point, uh, Corey. I do get the point that you know, like, like they're they're probably like the best top, you know, top six players in the NBA right now on the same team, you know. Like, I understand that, but you know, like, bro, any any team that knows how to play with each other, I feel I feel like we'll we'll, we'll make it to the top, period. You know, so like my yeah my my team in the East still like I I cannot sleep on Miami Heat, bro. Like that team is scary, you know, setting Sixers, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, yeah, they're starting to get their groove on, you know, they're starting to play with each other a lot and beat his back, looking healthy, you know, mm-hmm. going off, double doubles, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, he's you know, like, like he's putting him in, he's putting him in, uh, you know, positions where he's okay to be at, you know, like those, like, it's, 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 it's a lot to do with coaching and it's a lot to do with like players knowing, knowing how to, knowing how to play with each other. And it yeah, goes, it goes down to that. Yeah, most definitely. You know, in the East, Miami, I, I feel like Miami can challenge Brooklyn and Philly because they got experience. Jimmy Butler, Batman of Bayou, you know, Victor Odipo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They got guys that could be high slow, and Eric Spolstra is a winning coach. And when you have a winning coach, it shows on the floor. And as far as Brooklyn, I, I just feel like they're going to lose either in the second round and then they're going to blow it up. That comment that Quincy made in the comments, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely true. And their minds broken. You know, all these this talent and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to win the championship. Mm. It, I mean, it has to be chemistry. It has to be some kind of cohesion together. Mm-hmm. That's the jail. And if it doesn't, it's going to fall apart. Mm. Yeah, man. C- chemistry is a big part of w- winning in the NBA because if you don't have chemistry, then it's like – because I feel like Brooklyn thinks that, oh, we can – Make the playoffs. We'll be all right. You know, if there's no chemistry, she'll still win it, and then they get punched in the mouth and they lose in the first round. You know what I mean? But let me ask you this: for Kevin Durant, you, or not Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets team in general, do you think if they lose, get bounced out, do you think they should fire Steve Nash and give somebody else an opportunity? He's not going anywhere. He's really tight with Sean Marks. Mm-hmm. That and it's his first year. This is the first team that this that the team that the team has put together. You know. Like mm-hmm. they'll, like they'll, like they'll probably make some moves, you know. They'll probably get 
they're probably you know trying try to try to build up their bench more. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, things where they things where they things where they need to improve at. But other than that, nah, Steve Nash is gonna be there at least for a couple more years, bro. Like I like I'll give it. You know, it's his first year. And also too, you know who's on the assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets that we say this time and time again when he was the coach? Mike D'Antoni. Yep, he doesn't <laughs> in this in the showing he doesn't preach defense. He doesn't preach defense. You know, so maybe that's defense wins championships. He's not preaching it. You know, I, I just feel like we'll see what happens when James Harden gets back. We'll see if James Harden does what he's doing before he got injured in the playoffs. If you know, we'll see. You know what I mean? But we, Lakers, if Lakers matched up with Brooklyn in the seven game series for the championship, I feel like Lakers can beat Brooklyn. You know, because we beat we we have the talent to do it. Lakers in six. I say Lakers in seven. Uh, I'm right in the middle between you guys. I, I can't choose. You know what? I'm going. On, I'm going on the limb and saying Lakers and foe. Oh, you tripping out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. No, but but <laughs> hey, hey, uh, JT. What did I say this season? I know it's not happening. What did I say about Phoenix? You said, yeah. You said they. That, that's your team to go to the, to the West Coast versus Lakers, right. Phoenix, and, like, and I was, LA. I was talking about Utah Jazz, but now Denver. I'm scared, bro. I, I think Denver Nuggets. It's right there with with those teams, man. I we'll see. Like, I feel like they can be in the Western Conference Finals. I don't want to see the Denver Nuggets in the first round, bro. But that's, how many, that's my take. But how, but how many times have we seen uh, young teams get the number one seed? And then what happens when they get to the playoffs? Just like the Atlanta Hawks when they had Joe Johnson, Josh Smith. You know, they were number one seed, and then they lost in the second round. So until Utah does something until they get to the West Conference Finals or beats my Lakers, I don't even trust them. I don't even trust Denver. Even though they got talent, I still don't trust them. For whatever it is, when it comes to that playoff moments and that experience, Denver doesn't have it in my personal opinion. That's what I see. And also, too, about the Clippers, we already know what they're going to do. I don't care if they have Rondo. I don't care if they have Michael Jordan on their team. I don't care if they have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. The Clippers will still always be the Clippers and choke. <laughs> but, bro, they do have they do have Sergi Baca, who has not played. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time he played. If he comes back healthy and be the back, like the back that he was back in Toronto when they yeah. won against the Warriors, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that could still be a team, man. Like, like you really can't count on any team. He what? left that Ibaka in Toronto. He left what? He left that Ibaka in Toronto. He, he didn't come back. <laughs> <from the trip. laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> no, Hopefully. But, but I'm going to keep 100 with you guys. I'm going to start with Corey. I'll go first and then Corey and then JT. Do you guys just want to say – Forget or no? Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's match up with the Clippers second round and just dominate them and get this over with. Or do you think that they're gonna choke like they normally choke? And then I feel like they're focused on us so much again that it's like it's gonna happen again. They're they're focused on us again like always. Clippers are gonna lose in the second round. Then they're gonna lose Kawhi in free agency, and it's gonna be a really really bad day in Clipper time. And you know what? I'm gonna go on a limb. I said Miami, but watch out for Dallas for Kawhi Leonard. Dallas, that that might be nasty, man. That that I think that might be a nastier team than him going to Miami. Yeah, he's so unpredictable. Um, he might retire or something. <laughs> but okay, yeah. look, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give those Clipper fans a little, you know, a little inspiration, real quick. All right, all right. Let's just say because all right, you know what happened to them last year against Denver. That, that that they should have won. They, like we should have seen them in the Western Conference Finals, right? So I feel like I feel like they're more like, they're, yeah, they're more aware of, of other teams around them now because of what happened to them last year. 
last season, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah, I feel like, you know, like they want to get better. Like, bro, like they, like they should have got Rondo. Like, like, like they, they should have been got Rondo and kept Lou. Since they lost Lou, that's a step down, man. That's a step down. Like, how are you going to lose Lou Williams? Like the six-man runner-up, you know exactly what he does. Yes, yes, he played the way that he played in the bubble. You know, what he, what they call him? Living pepper Lou. Lou. <laughs> Lou. I understand that, but you know what happens. Like, like you know what happens when certain players lock in. They're dangerous. Lou Williams is a dangerous – that's a dangerous person, man. But, you know, like I'm just trying to get – I'm just trying to get the Clipper fans, like, you know, a little a little inspiration, you know, a little – like try, like, like try to keep their mind in, you know, try to keep their mind in basketball, but bro, like, gonna, like, I still yeah, don't trust them. Up, you're going up against tough teams, man. You're going up against tough teams. You gotta, you gotta be aware of who you're playing. You can, you cannot worry about the Lakers if you're playing against the Suns. You cannot. You gotta worry about the Suns because you don't get past the Suns, you're not getting to us. You know, we gotta do the same thing. The Suns you know? is another team. I forget about them. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan's been praising on the sun since. since well, you and Aaron were like, "Is I'm dreaming," and I say I saved the audio recording on my podcast, so if it happens, I'm posting it. (laughs) You know, but I just feel like at the end of the day, Clippers are gonna do what the Clippers do: get hyped up, Clipper Daryl getting juice, you know, Skip Bayless dancing, turning up like I like he won the NBA championship, you know. And if the Clippers lose again, like they normally do, man, I think. Clipper Daryl should go ahead and give his Clipper car, his Clipper fan. Yeah, man. I feel like he should rep the Lakers for like a couple of months if, if they lose, bro. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's I feel like that's a good little thing to have, you know. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but like he always says every year, different team, different team, different team, new year. They've been saying that when they had Live City, and look what happened. Right. They, that year they had that opportunity to get to the finals and they choked against the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's repetitive, just like they're not a winning organization. You know, they're a losing organization. So losing when you in a losing organization, losing will continue to happen, just like my LA Chargers. You know, they have a great talent, they have great great team around them, and then they just lose. They find a way to lose. They always find a way to lose. So that's what the Clippers are going to do. They're gonna find a way to lose in the playoffs. It's just gonna happen. Poor blank period. I see this time and time again. And let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more. A little bit more about Kawhi. So my opinion yeah. on Kawhi leaving, I yeah. don't think he's going to leave, man. Like he, like he's won. He's won a championship with the Spurs. He's won a championship with with the Raptors. I feel like he wants to play home. I feel like he wants to play like home, like in LA. I don't. I don't think he's leaving, man. Just just on that aspect, I don't. I don't think he's leaving. Like 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 I understand. You know, if they lose, you know, oh this that, you know. But I don't know. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's leaving. Man, I don't know, man. It, but if the Clippers somehow lose in the first round, you could book him leaving. If if, the, if they lose in the first round, but there's gonna be a team that's gonna upset the top team. Like there's gonna be like a team that you don't expect to compete against Clippers or gonna give Clippers a run for the money. You know, who has a ch- t- chance to do it if they meet up the Dallas Mavericks. You saw what they did in the bubble. If it wasn't for the refs throwing out Porzingis off of a boneheaded call, the Clippers yeah. could have got bounced out in the first round. Corey does a lot, covers the Dallas Mavericks a lot, so. What have you seen from Dallas Mavericks this year that have improved from last season, Corey? Jalen Brunson. Mm. Jalen Brunson is is being slept on. Not a lot of people are understanding what Jalen Brunson means to that team. Um, with the addition of Nico Melli, they have interior presence. Mm-hmm. Rebound more. He can have Porzingis play a little bit more at that four position. So when Nico comes in, he plays the five. And you have um, KP. He can play 
four, and Luca can do his thing. Right. You know, Don't they also have a JJ Reddick too? Mm-hmm. Another three-point yeah, specialist. Yeah, JJ. Yeah, I feel like they got better on the perimeter. I, mm-hmm. I think that you know losing Steph Curry, you know, that, like they were losing a lot of games because they they lost, you know, they lost kind of they kind of lost that player. I feel like they kind of filled that in like certain positions. I feel like the, yeah, I feel like they're back to like where they were at last year. If not a little bit better. I've probably watched more Mavericks game this year than Lakers games just because I've been working with them. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's all good. You know, you're gonna you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it when the Lakers turn up in the playoffs and we get banner number eighteen. Let me ask you this: about speaking of banner number eighteen, if LeBron wins number eighteen for us and passes Boston, I'm gonna start with Corey. Corey, what, what would that put LeBron as a Laker great? Well, it didn't change from last year to me. I mean, it won't change. You know, everybody where they are, Kareem mm-hmm. Magic. Kobe, they're still where they're at. Um, I think that LeBron is, you know, who he is. And I, I just respect him a little bit more just because of the the title that he did bring to us. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, eclipsing any of those, those players, he, we didn't draft him, you know. Um, I think that, you know, he is where he is as, as far as he, he's already cemented his legacy in the NBA. And he's won a title for the Lakers. Which, in my opinion, the only one that counts. <laughs> I feel it, and then also, you know, I'm gonna piggyback on you. LeBron is a great in Miami. He's a Miami great. He's a Cleveland great. You know, he's a Laker great. You know, exactly what Corey said. He is where he's at. Um, he's one of the greatest of all time. You know, if not arguably the greatest of all time. You know, I still got Kobe up there. That's that's my favorite. You know, but everybody has their opinions. You know, gotta respect everybody's opinions. No, my but greatest of all time is KCP. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm kidding. Man, you know, I'm kidding. Like, yeah, he'll be over there, you know, like around where, like where Shaq is at. I feel like Shaq is still a, a Laker great, mm-hmm. top top five Laker great of all time, you know. But yeah, LeBron James is LeBron James, bro. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and to be honest, man, I'm gonna keep it real, like I always do on my channel, man. I used to like LeBron, and as soon as he came to LA, he uh, he won me a ring as a fan. He got me one of these. You know what I mean? He brought joy back to, like, Lakers. And I really appreciate him for that. And, you know, I respect him as a player, you know. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I didn't like LeBron. I just think that it was just so much talk with the media about, oh, this guy, oh, him, him, you know. I'm like, like I need to, I, like, I want to see it. And I, I've, I've been seeing it ever since he, like, left Cleveland, went to Miami, left Miami, went back to Cleveland. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. like he's he's proven, bro. He's he's proven like 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 where he should be at, and that's why he's arguably one of the best of all time. Okay, well, he'll to me, Kobe's greatest Laker of all time, in my personal opinion. I that's how I feel. You know, I didn't watch Magic Johnson, Kareem, James Worthy. You know, I started watching Kobe around two thousand two thousand one. You know, and that's how I feel. And Corey maybe have his opinion. JT may have yours. So, Corey, who, who do you think Kobe's greatest Laker of all time? In your personal opinion, Kobe is the greatest Laker ever. He, he's Laker basketball. When you think about Lakers, you think about it starts and ends with Kobe. Mm-hmm. It just does. I mean, um, for for a long time it was Magic, mm-hmm. but when Kobe came on the scene at a young age. No, he mm-hmm. got drafted off, the, off the bench, played off the bench, worked his way up. 
like every, like his his whole entire roads like where he where he where he was at where he became like he put in work that's 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 where you got to appreciate everything that he's done like that mama mentality goes a long way man i don't know if you remember that he spent like four years on the bench yes <laughs> yes I mean, that's a lot of points that could have been made you know he probably would have been you know surpassed he probably would have been up there with Kareem by you know by the end of his career as long as he played. If they didn't, you know, freaking Dale Harris was wasn't kind of you know handcuffing him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever he was, because I don't know if y'all remember Dale Harris. Whenever Kobe was drafted, that was the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you know, um, yeah, man. And that will do it for Lakers live post game show, Big Baby Sports. Um, Corey, go ahead and tell people where they can find your great podcasting stuff at, man. You do a lot of great content. Go ahead and tell people where they can subscribe and follow. Um, my main thing, what I'm trying to do is build up the YouTube channel. So uh, y'all can find me on Out of Bounds Sports Podcast on YouTube. Um, also on Facebook as well. I do have a Facebook group that you can follow, um, the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast uh, Facebook group. Also on Instagram. But if you uh, follow me on Instagram, make sure it's out of it's out, and then you have the underscore, then bounds underscore, sports podcast. You know, every one, every between every word is going to have an underscore. So it's, it's the out of bounds sports podcast, but make sure you put the underscores after each word. And JT, where they can follow you at, man? Yeah, you guys can follow me on on Instagram as well. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the comments uh, under right rightfully JT. Um, it'll be in the comments. You guys can also find me on Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. You know, um, also do music. You guys, you know, if you guys want to hear something that that I have, I'll I'll also have that in the comments. Um, Underneath my SoundCloud and everything else will be up on uh, all platforms soon. But other than that, you know, I'm just enjoying the journey. Um, Other than that, I appreciate, you know, you having me on Big Baby. Also, I appreciate you on too, uh, Corey. Nice, nice talking with you guys. Yeah, man, we should start doing this more often, man. So we'll, after the show, we'll connect again and, uh, We'll set something up again, but thank you guys for watching and love my fans. Marathon continues. We up out of here. Checking, checking. We got big baby Jonathan in the building. Baby, baby, what's popping? This is big baby sports. We going live in one, two, three, four, five. Let's go. Lakers all day. Coming hard. Gonna play. Got that mama mentality. Show stand up.